Shoot time because it's the one and only Shoot Brothers podcast, the only wrestling podcast in the universe, hosted by myself, Mike the Shoot Shepherd, Cameron Thunder Osborne. Bang, bang. And uh, yeah, we are here, the crisp autumn weather, you know, things are changing, things get orange, pumpkins start appearing out of nowhere, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, we're going to Saudi, we've got some Halloween havoc, we're building the full gear, everybody's getting busy, because um, that's what wrestling is, man, no time off, never, as we say, and that goes for us as well. Uh, yeah, honestly, I think the people who are doing the wrestling podcast are working just as hard as these athletes who are in the ring, right? You know, like we have to spend, you know, like I, Tommaso Ciampa doesn't have to kind of, you know, collect his thoughts on what happened on Dynamite. No, he just focuses on, <laughs> he, he just gets to focus on NXT. He gets to focus on one show. Imagine getting a focus on one show. Jeez, we're working harder than Tony Khan and Vince. <laughs> uh, combined I, I, I yeah. might be might be but yeah we have a great show uh all that stuff not only not only mike uh are we going to saudi but mike we are in saudi as we speak yes as we speak now, i mean 12 o'clock eastern on a thursday what better time <laughs> obviously they- now i don't remember i don't remember last time going to saudi i feel like definitely happened during the day but was it on by noon or has it just been just kind of so long i kind of forgot uh, I feel it might have been like one o'clock, but I feel like they always start around this time. I don't know what the exact conversion is, what time it's over there, but I imagine it's got to be around six or seven p.m. And I mean, we got not we got nine matches on the card, so it's not like you know, it's not it's not like this is a quick in and out. No, and I mean, usually they build it up pretty big. The stage looks like a WrestleMania almost. So, have you seen photos? No, I haven't seen any photos yet, but I'm sure yeah, it always ends up looking like WrestleMania on crack. <laughs> yeah, no, I haven't looked at anything yet, but I'll probably watch the show later tonight. Of course, how can uh, you not? Big matches. We got a hell in a cell. We got a uh, big match with Roman Reigns and Brock. Uh, but God, why are we even talking about that? I guess that won't happen until next show. Uh, so let's get into uh, the podcast this <laughs> week then, shall we? Uh, let's kick off the week the way that we always do, which is by crowning a brand new Tweet of the Week champion. It's the Tweet of the Week. It's the tweet of the week. That's right. And uh, I'm going to pull it out this week. A very rare occasion. Very it's been rare. done before, but... It's been done. About 1% of the shows has me. Exactly. It's like, uh, it's like a special <laughs> appearance by Linda McMahon. When it happens, yeah. it's a big deal because she's <laughs> never there. <laughs> All right. Well... Yes, as we talked about the intro there, Saudi Arabia, that's the uh, the theme of the week, the big pay-per-view, and, uh, uh, you know, it's not without controversy. We've had some wild tweets in the past, uh, the famous CM Punk and the Saudi blood-covered dick, or whatever the wording was to The Miz. Something like that. Uh, <laughs> but you know what? Let's put a positive spin on it this week, because uh, for some people... This is very meaningful. So this week's tweet of the week comes from Mustafa Ali, who says, Though I wish some of the circumstances were different, I'm still thankful that for the first time ever, two Muslims will have a singles match on a WWE pay-per-view. I'm thankful that for one night, Mansoor and I get to be what we wanted to see growing up. That's nice to hear. Yeah, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, people, some are doing it for the money, some are doing it for the show, and... 
you know that it's glad it's nice that it means something to them and there's going to be some genuine fans out there that see that as well and it'll be like hey that's pretty cool and and mansoor gets a pop he's been he's gotten a pop every single time <laughs> yeah the fans will be happy to I mean, the fans that, will that be, be stoked it's just like anytime you see a canadian doing anything you're like, yeah, <laughs> Canadian, Canadian. There's a Canadian playing in the World Series. You're like, yeah, let's go. Yeah, I'll hop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll hop on that. And uh, yeah, so there you go. Mustafa Ali, have a good match, brother. Congratulations to the champion. You know, the way things have been going, I don't know if the, uh, I, th I think the odds might be in Ma Mansoor's favor, but who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Either way, should be. It's not. Should be fun. It's a lot of <laughs> Don't put it on the pre-show if they have a pre-show. Uh, they do have a pre-show. I think it's an Usos Hurt Business match. Okay, Ooh. there you go. That's a good pre-show match. <laughs> yeah, that's a perfect match for the pre-show. Just enough that nobody watches. Let's get uh, let's move on with the week then, shall we? Because we're in Saudi now, but we weren't in Saudi then. Um, <laughs> uh, we're live. It's Miami, Florida, the home of the. Uh, Miami Marlins. Yeah, I was trying to think of something other than a sports team, uh, okay. not, like you know something else of note. Nothing came to mind, but on this Friday night, it is AEW Rampage. 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 That's right. So now this is the big this is the big night, folks. Let's catch you up to speed. Vince was like, 30 more minutes, no commercials. And then Tony Khan was like, 30? Fucking hour. <laughs> free for everyone on YouTube. So the the pissing contest goes back and forth. Uh, so this is actually a special like two-hour edition of Rampage. Uh, two-hour live edition of Rampage, I think. Yeah, I've looked, uh, looked it was, live it, Yeah, it, wa it wasn't taped. Uh, so it's cool that they're go kind of going back and forth with their Rampage. You know, it seems like one in every three episodes are actually live. However, they are able to work it out, you know, in the arenas and stuff like that. Yeah. Whatever the schedule it is, whatever arena. Mm -hmm. uh, this one actually looked kind of smaller than, than the average crowd. It seemed a bit more subdued, but still a hot crowd. Just... Uh, yeah, I don't know where they were. doesn't matter. Hmm. But uh, anyways, they kick things off. Ty Conti takes on Santana Garrett. Uh, good little match here. Just some yes, nice submission work. But eventually Ty takes over, hits those big pump kicks on the corner, and the DD Ty to get the win. In a, in a classic little quick little match. Five minutes, you know, show off a little bit of skills. And they go. Ty Conti is probably one of these people who is uh, racking up those wins on Dark. Yeah, she's got to be in the top five, I would think. She's got to be in uh, that top five of at least uh, qualifiers for. Um, I don't because I don't think Britt Baker has like a match for full gear. Yeah, I don't Not, know. Yeah, nothing's uh, set in stone. So. Yeah, have to have to get that going. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, Bobby Fish takes on Lee Moriarty. Did I say it right? You said it right. Moriarty. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just some nice traditional wrestling here. Uh, this Lee fella, he hangs in for a good while, but eventually Bobby just nails him with a massive head kick, and that gets the win. 
yeah, great. Uh, this was fun. This was a cool match. Bobby Fish, two, two, two weeks straight of Rampage matches, I think. Or maybe he was on Dynamite. Uh, the week prior. Yeah, isn't it fun sometimes when there's a zero build matchup and you're just like, whew, <laughs> it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, but I got a feeling this next one is going to be all kinds of fun. Because the main event for this buy-in uh, is what some would call a dream match. Because you got Minoru Suzuki taking on Brian Danielson. And uh, much like with the Kenny Omega match, you had holy shit chance before the bell even rings. So everyone was like, <laughs> uh, yeah. And they gave him lots of time here. About 20 minutes uninterrupted. And uh, yeah, this was just a wrestling clinic. Just bunch of great holds, reversals, the strikes, the chops, the kicks. This is wrestling. That's what the crowd was chanting. Yeah, yeah that was my favorite <laughs> of the crowd chants. This is wrestling. I was like, you know, yeah. no, I guess you're not wrong. No one can argue with you there. I mean, yeah, but it was, I understood what they meant. This is what wrestling's all about. Um, yeah, just great, you know, takedowns, blows, chops, everything. Just beating each other, the shit out of each And they're asking for more. They're asking each other to one-up the hits. Um, you know, at one point, Suzuki literally just puts his hands behind his back, getting Brian to get free shots on him. But, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, this thing was just uh, Suzuki at one point hits this forearm that is so stiff looking that Brian just like falls flat on his face. And Taz says, if you're watching TV and you're not watching this on YouTube, you're a dumbass. <laughs> so some some clear shots. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, you gotta be dumb as a box of rocks. Yeah, yeah he, he kept having to apologize. <laughs> I can hear like there's somebody in his ear, like, stop insulting our, yeah, our viewers. <laughs> He's like, sorry, I just gotta say. He's yeah, like, you're not dumb so as a box of rocks. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he was right. This was amazing, and they're just beating the shit out of each other. The crowd, they were chanting C a lot, so they must have been... Uh, in a very southern. Well, probably. we're in, well, we're in you, Miami. You said we're in Miami. Oh yeah. So I think yeah, th that that was a lot of fun. And then eventually the C chance took over the yes chance. There were more yeah, C's than like yeses. C no C <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, eventually both men just hit the ropes, building up a ton of steam, and Brian ends up hitting that boo psycho knee to get the three count. So great win, hell of a fight. Loved it. Think, think, uh, think Uncle Dave's going to throw him the old five stars just because? <laughs> I could see it. I uh, mean, if if Daniel Bryan can somehow go on some unprecedented tear over the next two months. <laughs> five stars, five times in five months. You know, if he if he can go, if, yeah, if he can go, he, he would strongly be in contention for male wrestler of the year. He would have to oh, be yeah. if he goes on some even kind with of, that huge six month break with a six month hiatus because he did like he had banger 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 mania yeah. main event and then banger banger. Uh, it's like when it's like when Mario Lemieux only played forty games and still scored one hundred and something points. When he, there you go. He's doing the old the old Mario, the old Mario Lemieux, Lemieux. <laughs> the old Mario Lemieux trick. Yeah, he's put a, he's he's put himself in contention for the, for this oh, yeah. award easily. Easily, just based, even if you cut out his WWE half of the year, which was still pretty good. Some stuff there. <laughs> oh, it was all. I mean, that whole thing was fucking, you know, it was all though. It was the AJ matches. And then yeah. it was, yeah. God damn. Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan. You son of a bitch. <laughs> and Minoru Suzuki having a fun little run here. 
Yeah. He's in the country. Who's been all so. over the place now. GCW, um, other, you know, those small promotions. He just shows up. Him and Joey Janela. I think they had a match somewhere. The bad boy. I'm sure they did. The I'm bad sure there boy. was lots of weapons and violence. Yeah, I think there was somebody <laughs> threw out. Got somebody got thrown off something. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, let's go to the second half of this rampage because we're switching over to live television uh, and kicking off with Matt Seidel taking on CM Punk. Uh, like you said, this is kind of becoming the home of CM Punk rampage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yes, another big reaction, of course, for Punk. The honeymoon honeymoon phase is far from over for him. And uh, yeah, a good match. Just uh, Matt gets a bunch of offense in. He's kicking Punk's head. He hits his, I believe it's his finishing move, the lightning spiral. But Punk barely kicks out of that. So Seidel comes running at Punk, but Punk picks him up uh, and then hoists him up from there onto his shoulders, hits the GTS. And that, of course, gives him the win. Matt Seidel, uh, this high flyer. I feel like though this guy has had a match with all the biggest people on AEW. He's lost them all, but he <laughs> he he had he's had the Cody matches. He's had the Kenny matches. He has a Pac match. He has a uh, uh, the Andrade match. Like, I feel like this guy is wrestling all the best people in the company. He's uh, he's like the Dolph Ziggler right now, kind of in that role. Yeah, he's doing. <laughs> he's pulling the old good wrestler, but. <laughs> He's pulling the Is old his brother in the company still. Yeah, and I think the other one wears short like trunks. Okay. I think that's yeah, they the, look uh, like that's the difference. But this was CM Punk's longest match in AEW to date, almost 20 minutes. And uh I forget, was he wearing pants or trunks? He was wearing trunks. Point? There you go. So he's just he's flip-flopping. He's all over the place. He's keeping us on our toes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's go to Ruby Soho taking on the bunny. Who uh, the bunny hits this big German suplex off the second rope. So that was her her big near fall, and then she tries to follow up with uh, the rabbit hole, I think they call it. But uh, Ruby counters with a backslide and gets a three count off that. But then off after off a little backslide, little backslide. But uh, Penelope Ford comes out after, beats her up. Uh, yeah, Bunny grabs Ruby, and then Penelope hits her in the face with the brass knuckles. Ooh. So, yeah, Ruby needs to find a buddy, maybe a Sarah Logan of some sort. I don't know. That would be that that <laughs> would that would be fun for everybody. But um, I think these uh, I think these three plus a Jade Cargill type are uh, TBS champion um, uh, potentials, right? Because we have yeah. this championship yeah. coming up. Uh, they will be announcing sort of how the bracket will work. I think this week on Dynamite. Cool. Yeah, another um, another Saturday Dynamite this week. Another we one. Yeah, is that because so. of baseball? Do we assume? <laughs> it's. Uh, I think I might. It's either. I, think I might have heard it's on hockey because hockey's on TNT now. Oh right, they got Wayne. They got Gretz. Yeah, he's taking shots at uh, Barkley or something. Oh really? Wait, is Charles? Yeah. Char- Wait, don't tell me Charles Barkley is doing. <laughs> he does everything. I don't he's think doing he's doing NHL there. coverage. He couldn't yeah. pronounce half the names <laughs> in the league. <laughs> I think he's just there for fun. Like they had him standing in a hockey net, and Gretzky shot foam pucks at him. Just fucking and, and yeah, just fucking buried him every time. I think they even heard they're going to bring Shaq on a couple times. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. 
God damn it, Wayne. What are you doing? Because, see, Michael Jordan would never be a fucking, would never well, do Wayne's... commentary for TNT, right? No, but I'm saying they're the no. best of the both. Oh, I know. You I know, know like, Wayne, he's just a sloppy drunk. He'll do anything. I know. He should have taken more of the I am the best ever mentality yeah. versus just release like, a sneaker and be a billionaire for life. Exactly, right? Wayne Gretzky tried to go like the I'm just a kid from fucking Brampton. Or whatever. <laughs> be like, no, you're the greatest player who will ever play the sport. So fucking be oh, that. He just uh, he just wants to open a winery and drink wine all day. And do cocaine with Dustin Johnson. I don't know. Can you really blame him? <laughs> uh, next up, we <laughs> next up in the match, we have this big, uh, um, finally, American top team kind of making a, uh, a their, their presence known. So we have the inner circle taking on the men of the year and Junior Dos Santos. Men of the Year, of course, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. And yeah. uh, Junior Dos Santos, uh, former UFC heavyweight champion. Legitimate former heavyweight UFC champion. Uh, probably the last one we've seen since Cain Velasquez. <laughs> yeah, in the wrestling world. Uh, and, of course, that pisshead Dan Lambert comes out and just screams to the crowd who... Just boo the hell out of this man more and more every week. He is, yeah, he's one but of the let's, biggest but, heels in the bit. Oh, possibly <laughs> one of the biggest crowd, like negative crowd reactions we've had. The biggest, I feel like the, this year, the biggest cra positive crowd reactions and the biggest negative crowd reactions we have heard from this AEW fan base. Very passionate. <laughs> but let's not forget, let's not forget American top team Dan Lambert. These are legit, this is a legitimate MMA operation. This isn't some rinky dink. Uh, you know, when they say they, oh, amateur wrestling, they were an NCAA amateur wrestling. Like, no, this is a, this is a major organization, which houses some of the best athletes in the sport. Yeah. Uh, just <laughs> well, saying, just say, I'm just saying, you know? No, hey, hey, they got some credibility there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, the match was good. Fast pace, Sammy Guevara stealing the show, just flying all over. But, yeah, Junior Dos Santos, he gets in there and shows he can mix it up. He's using that. That fighting background, just kind of, you know, wrestling like a fighter. Lots of, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so that, they tag in Jake Hager, and he squares up so they can kind of match that MMA style. And uh, they just fight their way out to the floor. Hager picks up Santos with a huge Uranagi through the timekeeper's table. And Santos, he took, he jumped super high on this one, almost landed on his head. But I'll give him credit. Good bump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, good bump. Yeah, breaks the timekeeper's table. The girl, they're standing there, almost got hit. She barely got out of the way in time. The timekeeper. But uh, back in the ring, Jericho, he gets Scorpio Sky locked into the walls of Jericho. Uh, and then this pink-haired woman, Paige Van Zandt, comes up. Uh, jumps on the apron, distracts the ref. And then Jorge Masvidal comes in with a big flying knee to Jericho's head behind the ref's back. Uh, and Scorpio Sky covers him, gets the three count. So, big upset there. American top team. They all just celebrate, beat the shit out of Jericho some more. <laughs> uh, and then Santana and Ortiz run out to make this save. So, inner circles. I mean, they never broke up, but they're back together. Yeah. <laughs> standing tall together. Yeah, standing tall together at least. Well, remember, Jorge Mazdaval was the one who delivered uh, the fastest knockout in UFC history. Delivering the, the, uh, the, the, the flying knee to the head of uh, Ben Askren. You know, there's some legitimacy there. And uh, so, yeah, if Jorge Mazdaval runs across the ring and knees you in the head, you're not getting up from that. And, like, the, you know, it makes sense in this kind of weird way. 
Um, yeah, I mean, this whole show was fucking action-packed, I felt, you know? And um, all the other matches, this whole card, were super clean. Or sorry, the finishes, yeah. rather. Sorry. So we have some shenanigans here at the end. Uh, it doesn't feel overbooked or anything like that. We get the post-match break uh, beatdown, rather. So, uh, you know, this, this, this isn't over. Looking forward to, uh, you know, more of this kind of MMA Jericho kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah, they'll they'll up the ante. Uh, have a five on five next time, so they can get some more fighters in there. Yeah, and this and this Paige Van Zant, you know, the way that she's kind of incorporated on the American Top Team side, which would have to mean that the inner circle would need, uh, you know, their own their own member to match up with uh, to match up with her. Could be exciting who that could be. Yeah. The first, yeah, who could it? Be? Who could it be? Yeah, who, who, you know, who kind of, you know, a, a woman in the division joined the inner circle. We've been asking uh, for fucking Naomi to join the bloodline for months now. <laughs> yeah, but that was it here. Action-packed two-hour rampage. Two-hour rampage. That's the way that these things go. They're always action-packed and uh, not too crazy. Let's move on because at the exact same time. Whose dick's bigger, baby? Uh, <laughs> let's get into SmackDown Live. Okay, folks, it's Friday night. It's time for SmackDown Live. It uh, used to be on Tuesday, but then uh, I think it was on Friday before, though. No, no, wait. We used to film it on a Thursday and then release it. It's just SmackDown Live. So, Super SmackDown. Yeah, so was it a free 30 minutes before or after? It was after. After, yeah. Right. For, yeah. So An that extra mean, 30 minutes so that, uncut commercial. So that means that SmackDown tonight was running from 8 p.m. to 10.30 p.m., but yeah. Rampage was running from 9 to 11. Yeah, so okay. some overlap on both sides. Some overlap on both sides, um, which is fantastic. Uh, this episode of SmackDown kicks off with our probably what, 13, 14 no, not that much. I'm going to say nine-time world champion, Edge? Eleven. 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 That, was, that wasn't close. Yes. Okay, that was You're close. close. Uh, huge <laughs> ovation for him because, of course, he is challenging uh, Seth Rollins in a Hail in a Cell match at Crown Jewel. We get a little recap yeah. of the last two weeks. Seth Rollins doing the old breaking into your house, drinking your <laughs> drinking your booze and passing out on your couch kind of thing, which is the mm. ultimate level of disrespect. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Edge just promises to bring pain and violence. And, yeah, I think we'll hear from Seth a little later. We'll hear from Seth a little bit later. Uh, but it, before that, we got to get going on this King of the Ring because we got the semifinals here. Finn Balor taking on Sami Zayn. But uh, as we spoiled the week before, Sami is not welcome in Saudi Arabia. So. Uh, odds are but, odds are low that he'll win, but <laughs> but El Generico might be. <laughs> yeah, and hey, at least we got a pretty good match here. Uh, they got to go more than two minutes, and uh, yeah, you know, some big topes to the floor. Balor's in control. He looks for the coup de gras. Sami Zayn knocks him off the ropes, rolls him up, puts his feet on the ropes, but the ref catches him. So this allows Balor to try again. He hits the coup de gras the second time. Gets the win, advances to the finals of the King of the Ring. Advances to the finals, where he will meet uh, Ginger Mahal, Xavier Woods on the other side. Um, mm -hmm. Dude, it, does is it just me, or has this? It was this. Did this tournament start and now it's over? 
Yeah, I mean, it was only eight persons on each bracket where they've done 16. Like, I don't know, isn't it? I'm trying to think, why, why do I not, why do I not really care about what's going on? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I mean, it's not... yeah, very little hype towards the entire thing. I mean, they previewed Rhea Ripley coming to the main roster for longer than they previewed <laughs> the Hell in a Cell and the Queen's uh, Crown tournament on the other side. I feel like we talked about Rhea Ripley arriving more than this. Yeah. Bizarre. Lacey Evans walking down the aisle and turning. She around. walked down the aisle for four <laughs> and a half months. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, let's go to some women's action because Naomi is set to take on Sonya Deville. So I was excited for this one. They did a good job, you know, building up the last month, the tension between these two. And we haven't seen Sonya in the ring in well over a year. Uh, But then Sonya comes out in her suit and says, ha, guess what, Naomi? You're not going to be facing just me, but Shayna Baszler as well. So... Hey, at least she's still wrestling, Sonya, but it's a, a handicap match. But uh, it appeared to be a tornado tag handicap match because there was no tagging going on at all. They were just both in the ring at the same time. Either somebody forgot the stipulation or uh, Vince was like, what do they do on Dynamite? They're always just <laughs> in the ring together. Uh, and then <laughs> maybe they're trying to book a match like that. I don't know. Yeah. What do you think Vince calls dynamite? <laughs> do you think he calls it like over there, or do you think he says like you know what is he? What do you think he calls it? Uh, he probably doesn't mention it. He just, probably doesn't even. People, yeah. Okay. 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 Other people say things. I'm curious sometimes. Yeah. Uh. But anyways, yeah. So Shayna and Sonya just double team Naomi. She's trying to fight back, but Sonya just hits her big knee to the head. Uh. Naomi has a little comeback. The crowd gets fired up, but she's just too outnumbered. And Shayna puts Naomi in the Kirafuda clutch, knocks her out, and then Sonya just puts her foot on her chest to pin her. One, two, three. Yeah, we got the old bait and switch, and uh, we were switched out with Shayna Baszler. Um, you know, I guess we've been kind of rebuilding <laughs> Shayna Baszler, I think, since her separation from Nia Jax. Yeah, kind of. Uh uh, yeah, uh, got a lot of Sonya got, got a lot of heat for Sonya Deville. Lot of heat, and at least Sonya was in the match. She mm-hmm. she did some moves, so uh, you know, hopefully that means she'll just start fighting soon. Start wrestling. Was what was it? SummerSlam 2020 was the last we saw of Sonya Deville in the ring. There was that hair versus hair match that never happened. Yeah, that's where it was supposed to take place. Right, and then, right, right. So yeah, been cool. a while. Uh, Seth Rollins comes out to give his rebuttal to Edge and do some cackling. and uh, the, <laughs> But the crowd was chanting Harley Quinn at him because of his jacket. Had that red and black the, uh, uh, diamond. It, yeah, what's that pattern called? Uh, Harlequin? I think I don't think it's called Harlequin. <laughs> uh, Harlequin, yeah. yeah. Really? And that's why the character named herself after it. Oh. Yeah. Harley Quinn is like a play on Harlequin. Fuck, know. dude. You, it's, you don't just learn wrestling on this show, apparently. Because Freddie Mercury used to wear that outfit okay. long before Harley Quinn. Yeah. <laughs> long before Harley Go fuck yourself, Harley Quinn. Yeah. Harley Quinn, who was invented on the animated series. Yes. One of the few can. Yes. Voiced by Tara Strong. 
Hey, who's that? Uh, I just I've, a very prominent uh, female <laughs> voice, um, actor. voice actress. Yes, that's correct. All right. Well, let's go continue on with the strong females here because we've got Carmella taking on Zelina Vega, Queen's Crown semifinal match here. Um, so Carmella, she's trying to work over Vega's arm, so Zelina fights back and hammers away on Carmella's face. So she freaks out, runs to ringside to have her protective mask put on. But then Liv Morgan shows up and uh, yeah, she's holding the mask in her hand. So Carmella runs away and runs right into an inside cradle from Vega and she gets a three. Selena Vega is going to the finals. To the the finals, baby. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, after years of toiling away, she's finally put together some wins at the most opportune time. Yeah, so. after however many losses straight, she just gets two in a row, and then that's that's all that's yeah. all you need apparently. I mean, I wanted Liv Morgan to win, but I would, you know, I'm happy that Vega made the finals. That's a nice surprise for me. Finally pushing her. Yeah, it's interesting. It seems. But again, yeah, it was another two minute match, so that part sucks. Yeah, two and a half. <laughs> two and a half. Uh, happy Corbin, Madcap Moss come out for another boring edition of Happy Talk. And yeah. To get the what treatment. Yeah, I don't like this thing at all. Terrible jokes. Anyways, Rick Boogs interrupts with Nakamura. Then the Street Profits come out because uh, they're fighting the Usos in a street fight for the tag titles. So just kind of forget that happy talk ever happened. (laughs) Yeah, we get a pretty good match here. Just fast paced, lots of action. Uh, Montez Ford just flipping, jumping all over the place, getting everyone hyped up. Uh, of course, we get the kendo sticks. Uh, yeah, some chairs, bunch of things. Yeah, getting hit into people's faces. Uh, Montez hits the big frog splash, but he gets yanked out of the ring to break up the pin, and then slammed through a table on the floor. So Dawkins is all alone back in the ring, and the Usos hit the double Uso splash to get the three, retain the titles. But uh, good hard fought match here. Oh, this was great. The Usos, remember they had that string a few years ago where it was just them and the bar and then the New Day. Kind of the three of these teams just going back and forth with classics. And it seems like any time, yeah, the Usos can put on, and we saw one, it was a, I think it was like a Hell in a Cell. Maybe we had a TLC match somewhere around there. The the Usos are great at these, these opportunities where they can really both work together. And they, yeah, you know, I mean, without kind of necessarily having to tag when things don't uh, have to end by DQ, these guys are fantastic. Some of the best in WWE, I have to say. Some of the best ever. On all timers, all fucking timers. I think I, yeah, I think I had the Usos in my top five when we did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I mean, Street Profits, they can definitely hold their own. Keep doing things like this. You can heat this tag division up. But we always say that and it never happens. That never, uh, never happens. <laughs> but, hey, we got a main event for you because Becky Lynch taking on Sasha Banks, uh, Bianca Belair on commentary. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of us were thinking, oh, I know this match is going to end, but uh, maybe not. We'll see. Because this is your 30-minute bonus of SmackDown. Maybe this is, you know, things are different here. Yeah, we exist. we were yeah we were um, popping right off into the uh, yeah that final half hour. Yeah, so this was just awesome. The crowd was split, uh, even though they're both heels. They're cheering for both of them. 
two of the best in the history of the business. Um, and yeah, we got lots of time here, 20 minutes or so, just some great wrestling. Sasha doing a bunch of meteoras. Uh, at one point, Becky avoids it, and she just slams her knees hard into the ring post. So Becky takes advantage of that. And yeah, just momentum shifts back and forth. Never a dull moment in this one. Uh, yeah, just lots of big near falls. Uh, they fight outside the ring at one point. Sasha ducks a punch from Becky, who ends up hitting Bianca down. So then Sasha just comes flying in off the announce table. Big knee to Becky and uh, drags her back in the ring. But um, or she tries to pull Becky back into the ring, but Becky's hanging onto the ring post. So Belair comes up and whips her in the hand to get her to release. And uh, that allows Sasha to hit the backstabber and get the three count. She pinned Becky. The champ. Uh, yeah, I didn't think we were going to get a pin. I thought this was going to get thrown out. And I can't ever, I can't ever remember Sasha winning off the backstabber. So that was a bit of a surprise, too. I mean, I don't really remember Becky ever winning off that man slam. But hey, <laughs> new shit's got to happen. This was a pay-per-view quality main event on television yes. with no commercials. They fucking, whoever booked this, what are we looking at? Who's back there? TJ Wilson? <laughs> Maybe him, he yeah. fucking yeah no they did this the they did this the right way uh, yeah especially they put the two two of the biggest people in the company at when you tell them hey you're gonna want to pay attention and uh, they fucking knocked it out of the park yes amazing match we got a finish it was pretty much clean I know there was a little hair whip there but uh, you know I'll take it I'll take it. Uh, but that wasn't quite it for the night because after that, Adam Pierce gets in the ring, uh, and we bring out Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar for the old Universal Title contract signing. Ooh, got so, got uh, us, got to sign a contract. <laughs> bring out the table. Bring out the nice scrim that wraps itself around the table. Oh, that's what that's. That's called. what that's called. Scrim. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Can't forget scrim. So, yeah. So Roman, he signs first, uh, and then Lesnar just quickly signs without even looking at it. He's just sitting down. He's all relaxed. He's got his feet up on the table, and Reigns is like, you some kind of farmer, dumbass. You just sign it without even reading it. And then Brock tells Roman, I already read it this morning with my advocate, Paul Heyman. And ooh, goes the crowd, and Lesnar just laughs and walks off, and Paul Heyman doesn't know what to do. So hey, the, the 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 tension is there. Like it's like it's an episode of uh, Springer now, and Paul and Paul Heyman is you know two timing the both men, cucking. Yeah. He's cucking Roman. Cucking, cucking, and uh, yeah, I think he said something along the lines of, "He'll walk into Crown Jewel with the champ, and he'll walk out with the champ." But he didn't say who is going to be the champ. Mr. Paul Heyman. Mr. Paul Heyman. <laughs> but uh, that was the Super SmackDown. Uh, fun fact, there was actually more women's matches on this show than men's matches. What? Finally, SmackDown doing something yeah. good. Uh, but yeah, but I think the big the big ask, right? We had this big uh, crossover time, Brock Lesnar, the biggest thing to happen in professional wrestling ever. <laughs> this final segment happened to intersect with uh, over on the other brand there, Ruby Soho taking on the bunny. So there would have been a choice. You could have watched, hey, do we want to watch Roman and Brock? Or do we want to watch Ruby and the bunny? <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, I mean, if I'm given the choice, I'll usually watch the wrestling over the talking, depending on who it is. I think a lot of people agreed with you. They I tied. The they tied. In the demo? In the rate. However the fucking ratings work, you know all that bullshit. In the demo, yeah. 18 to 49, <laughs> they tied. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's cool. But um, but ha- still had a million less people watching because, of course, this is fucking Fox. So, you know, it's a big time network. Yeah. Well, this week it was on FS1. So FS1. Sorry. Viewers. Yeah. Weird. But they still, yeah, still all the same. And, uh, of course. Yeah. You know how they love. They love talking about the demos. They love demos, baby. <laughs> uh, um, that was SmackDown, though. Great show. Great show as our last SmackDown before um, Crown Jewel. Yes. Cool. Should we uh, jump right into Dynamite? Let's do it. All Elite Wrestling Dynamite. AEW. All Elite. They coming for you, Vince. Better watch out. It's too sweet. Live. Uh, TNT. Who knows? Who knows at this uh, point? But we have a big card coming but, up. Uh, we do have this... Um, you know, full gear is on the horizon. We have somewhere to go. We're getting the announcement of a uh, championship number one contender tournament bracket, which will be very exciting. Yeah. I think eventually culminating at full gear. So we'll hear a little bit more about that later. That's right. But uh, this is Saturday night. Dynamite. So let's start off with a hot match. Malachi Black taking on Dante Martin and uh, CM Punk doing commentary again for whatever reason. I'm not. Uh, he's done uh, pause and terry, uh, commentary a couple times now. Yeah, I mean, he's not bad at it, but I mean, we already got a three man booth. Four man booth gets pretty full. But hey, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> Doesn't matter because the wrestling is good. Malachi Black just hitting some, some nice, deep Ricky Steamboat style arm drags early on, which looked good. Uh, Dante Martin, he's getting this little push. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's his, is his partner? I forget. Is he injured or something? We haven't seen him in a long time. Who's the partner? I forget. Oh, shit. I didn't top even. Top flight? Top flight? Oh, um, uh. <laughs> yeah, you're like right. Darius you're, or something? You're right. You're right. Yeah, I, I, to- I totally oh, forgot about him. He's been gone story. so long. I yeah, mean, I totally yeah. forgot about him. Dante's just pulling away, pulling away from the pack here, but, uh,. Yeah, hitting some big moves, reverse Hurricane Rana's, big high-flying Rana off the top rope. But eventually Black gets a hold of him, hits the back heel kick to get the win and remain undefeated. But it's a great showing from Dante. Yeah, they're still not they're still not calling it anything, that Black Mass, uh, no, unfortunately. Back heel kick. We just, yeah, we need a name for it. Yes, please. Something. Just something with the word Black in it. Doesn't have to be black mask, black hole, black anything. Yeah, the black hole, the black ending, uh, yeah. black tar heroin, <laughs> the black, no, the black heroin. Uh, but did you notice? You know, when he uh, when Malachi Black was walking away, uh, Dante Martin started there in the middle of the ring, and Malachi Black gives him the little nod. Did you see that? Oh, yeah, I, I think yeah, that. this Dante Martin kid, they're uh, they're they're pushing him in the right way, I think. And now with Leo Rush as his new kind of advisor, watching along from ringside. Um, yeah, no, the, mm-hmm. he's got the kid. The kid's got it. It's coming together. Uh, we go backstage for a minute, where the elite just kind of all jump the the Jurassic Express, beat them up. A couple super so. kicks here and there. Yeah, all over. But then the inner circle all come out to the ring uh, for the first time in a while, just fully united. 
and uh, they're all wearing their nice leather uh, vests. They're all their little matching vests. Yeah, their yeah their gear, their uh, their gang colors. But uh, one thing I noticed, Sammy Guevara, he does have a a small customization done to the TNT title. Oh, what's that? The, no, the the letters now behind the TNT letters, it's all sparkly diamonds instead of just gold. Oh, okay, so yeah, yeah, slightly different. Hmm. Yeah, it looks cool. But anyways, uh, they all just kind of cut promos, crowds cheering for them. Uh, they mention American Top Team, who then come out and Dan Lambert cuts a promo. You can barely even hear the man over the booze. So Jericho just calls him a fat faced dipshit, and crowd starts chanting that at him. <laughs> classic, uh, then, d- classic Chris Jericho uh, insult, um, you know, because it sounds similar to what uh, a nine-year-old's insult would be. Well, he doesn't stop there because then he talks about Paige Van Zant, and uh, he says he wouldn't touch her with her husband's genitalia. Uh, and says, "What kind of filter do you use on Instagram? Instagram, Claridon, uh, Juno, Bimbo, or bitch?" So this was like a this. This sounded like a 99 Chris Jericho talking to Stephanie McMahon. <laughs> yeah, he, which he did last week too, right? He's yeah, really going he's hard out the on the word bimbo and Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this poor woman, we just met her and he's already We just met her, he's already burying her. Yeah, but uh he ends up offering a challenge, 5 on 5. Let's have the two groups fight. So, uh Lambert says, "Yeah, maybe we can do that on our terms. I'll let you know next week." Great. <laughs> we'll see. But like he said, uh, you know, we need someone to we have another page on the roster. Oh <laughs> woman, fuck! I mean. <laughs> so we got page. We, we got pages, cages. <laughs> yeah. Now we need someone to fight her, though. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Is it somebody you know who's already on the roster? Somebody who's going to be coming up? Uh, I don't know. Be nice to see. Serena Deeb. Serena Deeb. Uh, she's solid. Uh, but let's go to some tag team wrestling here. Lucha Brothers taking on Las Superanas. Who are these uh, super frogs? They're the, the you know Andrade got to pick a team and uh, to challenge Lucha Bros for the AAA titles. So the, these masked men in these full green body costumes come out. They kept promoing uh, it as like you know the little image they have before the match wherever. So it was like AAA <laughs> and AEW World Tag Team Champions Lucha Brothers versus a masked tag team, and then like within brackets, known only to be close friends of Andrade El Diola. <laughs> it was like they're really selling it. Was like we've only he knows. Wing. Yeah. They looked kind of like the uh, the Vancouver Canucks, the Green Men, those fans that they had. Yeah, the guy. Uh, yeah, the green suit guys during that playoff run. Uh, but anyways, they come out in these suits, but CM Punk, he's not buying it. He's like, what? That's FTR. I can see right there. Uh, and early on, the mask gets ripped off. So, yes, he was right. But, you know, that doesn't affect the match because, you know, just some good wrestling. Some great tag team wrestling here. You know, Phoenix flying all around. He jumps off Penta's shoulders onto a rope, onto his opponent. <laughs> just doing everything. Uh... But then Tolly Blanchard comes running out to distract the ref just as Phoenix is going for a moonsault. So Phoenix does the moonsault, but Dax hits him midair with the title belt. Perfect timing. Right to the face. Uh, and then he follows up with a big brain buster. Gets a three count. New AAA champs. New AAA champs. What? Yeah. That was a, yeah. Wasn't, wasn't clean, but it was a big surprise. And uh, I liked it. Great match. Cool finish. 
that mid moon salt title shot midair that was cool yeah, and this is uh, one thing, you know, I mean, I think a few weeks ago we thought FTR, there was, wasn't was there a chance that they were done after uh, Dax, Harwood, or no, Cash Wheeler's uh, weird injury thing? Arm, yeah, that was scary. And then they were uh, like, hey, hey. I, I might not wrestle anymore. Um, this put an end to the Lucha Bros 853-day reign as champions. <laughs> Wow. It's been yeah. two and uh, a half years since these guys took an L uh, with these championships. And it happened like... to the b- most non AAA wrestling team. <laughs> yeah, that ever. was the biggest surprise. Ever. These and, guys, uh, didn't they, wasn't their pre- previous gimmick like no jumps, no, no f- flips? Just, just fists? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And. Uh, I mean, and it happens in AEW. I feel, I feel like AAA doesn't even really care about their belts because <laughs> AEW just has half of them and we wrestle over them. <laughs> I don't think yeah. AAA has had uh, like an event since that one. Remember when Ric Flair was there? with Andre- It was the Andrade... Uh, oh, I- Kenny? Yes, or- Andrade Kenny. Yeah. Uh, wrestle, or it was like Triple Mania. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it looks like- yeah, I guess they probably don't have regular shows right now. I don't know. Yeah, it looks like these guys do a show kind of every few months. But hmm. not not too too much. Kenny Omega is still the champion oh. over there. Yeah, yeah. And their belts, their belts look kind of flimsy looking. <laughs> <laughs> they look like very thin. They look they like they cool. could fall apart at any moment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, let's move on to Wheeler, Utah, taking on John Moxley. And Moxie's just in a foul mood. Uh, takes it out on Wheeler, just squashes him and hits the paradigm chef, gets the easy win. Just an an obliteration. Um, you know, is that is this showing us a a less patient, more frustrated, angry John Moxley? Yeah, and uh, you know, I think uh, at some point within the next year or so, I think John Moxley, you know, uh, he he'd be ready to turn heel. He could. And I think, yeah, you know, he's already been the world champ, and he kind of hasn't been in the mix since losing it. So maybe that's his way to get back in. He's got to get bad, get angry. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. If he wants to get himself back into this world title picture, he has to, uh, you know, start start being a little selfish, maybe. Yeah. We go backstage. Serena Deeb is being interviewed, but she gets attacked by Hikaru Shida. So it looks like this uh, feud will continue after that excellent match they had last week. Mm, yes. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, but then the Young Bucks and Adam Cole take on Evil Uno, John Silver, Adam Reynolds. Uh, yeah, just a fun six-man match here. Everyone getting their little moments. Evil Uno even does a Mankind Mick Foley impression at one point when he pulls this sock out. <laughs> just shoves it on his hand crowd right into starts, Matt's crowd mouth. starts going nuts for Socko. Yeah, that was crazy. Uh, that also made me think, is that a subtle hint? Uh, Mick Foley? All Elite? Who knows? Is Mick Foley all elite? Is, I don't is know. He, is he going to lead the Dark Order? I mean, Mr. Sokka is a very WWF, WWE. Well, a, a very so. character specific thing to do. Yeah. Uh, so, that'd be I like, mean, you know, doing like the Undertaker kind of thumb across the throat thing. It's a yeah, very specific, right <laughs> very specific move. So that was fun. Like you said, the crowd loved it. They were chanting for Sokka. And, uh, but Adam Cole ends up super kicking him, breaking up the hold. But the match just was hot. 
Crowd was loving it, chanting, this is awesome, biting on every near fall. Until eventually Reynolds eats the Panama Sunrise, then a BTE trigger, and then the boom. And that's just too much for any man, so the super elite get the win. <laughs> it's too much too much for any man to handle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Adam Cole hasn't seen uh, anything in the last column uh, nope. for a little while, and I feel like he won't for a little while. Is Adam Cole a... Um, a, you know the way the elite kind of forms itself, right? Is Adam Cole more looking towards the T, booking towards the TNT Championship right now? Um, because eventually, if Adam Cole keeps getting Ws, he just kind of shoots up those power rankings. But Kenny versus Adam Cole—that's that can't happen. No, and I don't think it will. I don't think they'll have time to get to that because I don't think Kenny's going to be the champ for much longer. He might not even be the champion but. for that much longer. Yeah, so, but, uh, yeah, Adam Cole versus Sammy Guevara. That could be a great TNT title feud to do. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, that that, that belt will probably be on the line at full gear, so yeah. really just how do you yeah. want to make it happen? <laughs> we'll see. Uh, but Arn Anderson, uh, we kind of go off-site here. Oh. He brings Cody. <laughs> He brings Cody to this uh, this warehouse storage locker type place uh, where they open it up and, you know, the, the Nightmare Family rookies are just in there waiting for him. And they tell Cody, you know what, Arn's right. Uh, uh, Red Velvet says, you've been acting like an arrogant piece of shit. Slaps him in the face. And uh, they've, got a, they've got a ring built right inside this location here. So Arn just has all the young guys just beat up Cody one-on-one. They're just going after him in the ring and... Uh, Cody just gets up. He's all pissed off. Says, what the hell are we doing here? I ain't learning shit. And then Arn shows him a picture of uh, Dusty and himself after one of their bloody battles. And he's just like, come on. Malablah. Yeah. Give this, do, do this to Malachi Black or something. So, <laughs> yeah. She's still trying to hype him up. Which means Cody, Malachi Black? Is this still happen? Is this some kind of... Part three? Yeah. I guess some so. kind of match where I guess eventually Cody goes over? If he does, it has to be by nefarious means, in my opinion. Once he got to get that heel, Cody. Yeah, when, we're talk, <laughs> talking about heel, Cody. When's when's this gonna happen? I don't know, but I mean, Iron's getting frustrated with him, so something's got to give. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's no bigger heel than MJF, who comes out next to the big heat, and you know, just insults the Miami crowd and announces himself for his entrance here because he's facing Darby Allen. But, or he says he is, but Darby's not actually in the building. So he just insults him and uh, Wardlow drags out a ref. MJF demands that the ref counts to 10. And if Darby doesn't come out, he has to raise his hand. So the ref starts counting. But when he reaches number nine, the lights go out. Sting come, Sting appears. He's got his baseball bat. So MJF just shoves Wardlow into him and he gets nailed. Takes the hit while MJF runs off. It's Sting! <laughs> yeah, so that's, uh, I'm sure, will be a full gear MJF versus Darby. Yeah. Or maybe even tag match MJF and Wardlow versus Two of the pillars. Darby Sting. Two of the pillars. Two of the pillars, yeah. You know, if they're facing each other uh, diagonally, that table can stand on two legs. <laughs> uh, woman's action here. Kiera Hogan takes on Penelope Ford in a yeah, solid little match. Kiera hits some big moves, a nice superplex, but Penelope fights back, hits a big springboard cutter, 
And then she applies the Muta Lock. And Hogan's got nowhere to go. Taps out. The Muta Lock. Never heard of that before. Invented by Muta over in Japan. Yeah, I gathered that. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so she taps her out. And then afterwards, Ruby comes out, attacks Penelope, getting some revenge for brass knuck for the night before right kind of keeping this going too uh you know and staring down the bunny at the very end of it love it or hate it uh you know the AEW's building those secondary women's programs in the division right yeah the, uh, I mean, the, they, the uh, one part of the roster that they've really been lacking from you know main event fantastic mid card with miro has been f- or you know pretty you know i mean new sammy Guevara shit but mid card yeah. fantastic tag division fantastic women's eh. yeah still yeah hopefully hopefully the the second championship will have allow for you know exactly need multiple feuds going on. more things right you know what i'd love to see um from like the tbs championship i'd love to see uh like the weekly challenger thing cody did that with the tnt title yeah. last summer just like fucking every year every week We're like who wants it now and then somebody comes out and then you win and or you know however it goes i don't know i don't book yeah. wrestling shows mike <laughs> Sometimes we do. Though. Well, part time. Uh, but Tony Schiavone's in the ring here to interview the number one contender, Hangman Adam Page. And they talk about, of course, you know, the big fight coming up against Kenny at full gear. And uh, they go over all the history they have together. Hangman just cutting a passionate promo here. The big journey, this opportunity here. And. Going through hell, losing that first opportunity at the title, and you know the fans always being there for him, and chanting cowboy shit all along the way. So he promises he's going to give everything he has at full gear. Okay. Yes, obviously I just summed it up, but it was a great promo. He did a great job here. It really was. It was probably the uh, certainly the biggest, most memorable promo of his career. He was passionate, yeah. told his story. Uh, you know, taking time away so he can raise a beautiful son. Uh, and yeah. anytime somebody describes a little boy as beautiful, it kind of makes me giggle. But <laughs> um, yeah, almost putting him in a position where he has to beat Kenny at full gear. He's the heart and so- I think so. Adam Page is the heart and soul of AEW. He has been since its inception. Uh, maybe it's time to crown him and let him run as the top dog. I think so. Yeah, I mean Kenny, he's you know he's won ton of matches, had a great reign and. I mean, if he's going to, yeah, if he cheats to win against Adam Page, I'll be like, oh, come on. That's heat. <laughs> That's heat. But, I mean, eventually you got to, you know, you got to take the pot off the stove. Yeah, I get you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we're all looking forward to that full gear main event. Mm-hmm. But, hey, we got a good main event for you tonight. Brian Danielson taking on Bobby Fish. Two of the new toys undefeated <laughs> going at it. Uh and, I mean, both men just wrestling the night before. Brian putting on a bit of a more, uh, yeah, had to work a bit harder. But, hey, two good wrestlers here. They can do it on one night's rest. Uh, yeah, Bobby wrestles well, but wasn't quite as intense as the Suzuki match. But, uh, yeah, you know, both men going for submissions. Bobby hits a big avalanche, Falcon's arrow, but then Brian fights back. Goes after the weakened leg and uh, locks in this wicked heel hook. Nasty torque. And uh, that forces Bobby Fish to tap out. So another big win for the American Dragon. And these, I think we knew we were going to get 
uh, we're going to expect a technical wrestling clinic between these these two guys. And it was exactly that. Guys who are familiar with the New Japan style of performance. Uh, It seems as though all of Daniel Bryan's matches so far have been with people who uh, have excelled in New Japan themselves. Um, yeah, you know, I like, so uh, I think the ultimate him showing up at the Tokyo Dome is just a how. How do oh, we yeah, get definitely. Daniel Bryan in the Tokyo Dome? Uh, in not even how, just when. Just no when, one cares how. Just when. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I also like. I think this is his third victory now, and they've all come with different moves. You know, he used the the cattle mutilation, and then the heel hook, and then the psycho knee. So. He hasn't even won with the yes lock yet, the label lock. He hasn't even won with the label lock, which I think he almost, like, applied it, and then Excalibur called it something else. He didn't call it the label lock? I don't, I think he he called it it something else. Oh, the cross face! Nah, it was a a little more specific, but I didn't kind of, like, catch it really. I didn't really want to go back. But yeah, uh, Brian Danielson is winning matches, like, winning good matches. That's all. That's all it is. It's like I don't know how you differently book somebody like to win. Just have them win every match, but have every match be really good. <laughs> is that yeah. how, is that what they're going into it with? Like I can't wait. It leaves me just like I can't wait to see who Brian Danielson wrestles next week. I really yeah. I have no I clue mean, who it's going to be. Uh, <laughs> we said it earlier. Even with taking the entire spring and summer off, he's still in contention for wrestler of the year honestly i mean and it seems like his next match could be really against anyone and he'll get a great match out of them well uh, i'll tell you what his next couple matches will be because at the end here they reveal the brackets for the world title eliminator tournament uh so you got 10 john moxley orange cassidy powerhouse hobbs dustin rhodes brian danielson lance archer and eddie kingston with the finals concluding at full gear. So, uh, your next Daniel Bryan match, that'll be Bryan versus Dustin Rhodes in the first round. Well, that'll be fun. Yeah, you know, Dustin, we've all seen, he can turn back the clock, pull out a five-star match when necessary. So, and the, you know, and, give him and Bryan 10, 12 minutes, they'll, they'll put on a great And the way that this bracket itself is built leads down to the end of the road of possibly Brian Danielson versus John Moxley. Yeah, well, if you remember <laughs> that image we shared last week of Tony Khan's clipboard, that match was written down, Moxley versus Brian. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I guess <laughs> so, we'll have to post full gear. We'll have to uh, revisit that photo and see how much of it is legitimate. Because <laughs> wouldn't that be the ultimate swerve? Like, he puts Moxley versus Danielson on a piece of paper. We see it. They build yeah. the bracket, so that's what we think. <laughs> and then we don't then, get it. Bam. Yeah, it's just fucking us around at every turn. Um, yeah. That'd be a lot of fun. Um, but that was your dynamite. Hey, that's probably the first half of the show. Mike, should we take a break? Let's take a break. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back because we have, of course, the conclusion. Or, you know, we need to finalize this King of the Ring and Queen's Crown tournament. And uh, we need to finish some things before we go to Saudi. So stick around. Back here, part two of the podcast here, folks. Uh, thanks for sticking out through the break. Uh, God, Saudi Arabia is happening right now. <laughs> That's right. I know. Honestly, I might probably, you know, as soon as we finish the podcast, I might just kind of go up and uh, 
start watching that show, you know, before I have to head to work to myself. Uh, but there's plenty of more wrestling action throughout the week that we need to get to. So let's get to uh, this week's edition of Monday Night Raw. Let's get Raw! <laughs> Of um, our final sort of rounds in the King of the Ring tournament. Uh, remember Goldberg? Yeah, Go- yeah. Goldberg. <laughs> and uh, what else? Uh, Charlotte Flair is still our queen. This week's episode of Monday Night Raw uh, kicks off with Charlotte, our queen, coming out um, to give a little promo about how, you know, she's the best. I'm going to retain this, that, the other. Eventually, Bianca Belair joins her down at the ring as promised. Yeah, she has some flowers in her hair. Because a bit of a different yeah, yeah, uh, look cool. She um <laughs> she wants to take the title. She wants to take the championship uh, away from Charlotte Flair. Tonight. What? They're gonna fight for it. Okay. They're gonna have a main event match. They saw what SmackDown did with Sasha and Becky. They said, Oh yeah, we can do it. We can do we that. Can do yeah. So there's your big main event. Uh, but before we get there, we've got this King of the Rings semi-final match. Xavier Woods taking on Jinder Mahal. And I know you and I were very concerned. Uh-oh, Jinder. They might <laughs> they might put him in the final here. Scary. Scary but, to think of. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they have a competitive match for a bit. Jinder's hitting some power moves. He was actually looking okay here, you know, for a Jinder match. He wasn't that bad. Uh, but you know, he's also got Veer and Shanky on the outside trying to distract Woods. Uh, so that allows Jinder to hit the Coloss, and he makes the cover. But thankfully, Xavier grabs the bottom rope to break the pin up. And uh, soon after that, he's able to get momentum and hit his tight rope elbow drop, get the three count. So Xavier Woods going to the finals. Going to the finals, um, and you know the Coloss, one of the um, well, at one point one of the most protected moves uh, <laughs> in the company, and now uh, fantastic Xavier Woods coming out there on the other side of the bracket. Uh, that's what we were hoping for. Yeah, they did the right thing. So you got Woods versus Balor. Uh, yeah, I mean on the men's side, the King of the Ring has been booked fairly well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the match has got good time, and yeah. Who knows? Who knows who's going to win? But uh, backstage, we had Austin Theory getting interviewed when Reginald and the gaggle come running by. And this pisses off Austin, so he challenges our truth So he says, okay. But then Truth gets on the mic says, sorry, I didn't accept it. Uh, I accept it for my friend. So Jeff Hardy comes out for another match to take on Theory. And uh, yeah, Jeff tries to hit the Swan Tom bomb, but. Theory racks him on the ropes and then hits a modified TKO to get the win. And then afterwards, he takes a selfie with the fallen Jeff. Gotta take a selfie with the fallen Jeff. Uh, I feel there's a commercial break in the middle of this one that really hampered that. Um, But nice to see uh, veterans working with young talent. You know, you like seeing seeing that. Yeah, Theory's getting some wins here. Uh, Hopefully not too many more times against Jeff. Uh, well, because yeah. Jeff Hardy coming off of that streak of losses to Carrying Cross. I mean, I'm oh, sorry, Damian Priest rather, and then there was the he was kind of back and forth with Carrying Cross. What the hell is going yeah. on with Jeff? Don't know. But uh, Drew McIntyre and Big E team up one more time to see if they can get along this week mm-hmm. to take on Robert Roode, Dolph Ziggler, and 
I mean, early on, they're getting along. You know, they're willingly tagging each other in and out here, working together. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Big E gets thrown into the steel steps, and then back in the ring, Rude and Ziggler hit this really cool double-team Famouser, where Rude just, like, launches Ziggler into the air, and he comes down, hits the Famouser on Drew. But uh, Drew kicks out of that. He fights back, tags in Big E, who hits the big ending, gets the pinfall. And then afterwards, Drew and Big E shake hands, but then they they kind of get in each other's face, talk some and trash. And they stare so. down. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, one of those classic, uh, we know how this formula works in a, in a tag match. We know how hot tags kind of follow in. We know we get certain pops at certain times. This was a solid, gotta say, down the middle match. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least they got along this week. They didn't, uh, yeah, exactly. Finish. I mean, what am I? <laughs> After this, Mansoor takes on Cedric Alexander. And, uh, you know, it was short, but it was looking pretty good. Just two fast paced guys, a bunch of springboards. Uh, Mansoor hits a twisting neckbreaker and gets him the win. So. Some momentum going into Crown Jewel. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, his opponent afterwards, Mustafa Ali, comes out, insults him. Mansoor just finally tells him, shut the hell up. Pro- promises to give him a beating down in Saudi. I'm going to beat you and in Saudi. Mercy. Yeah. No, no, he didn't say he's going to kill him. Yeah, he's not, not going to kill him in Saudi. He's going to beat him. Uh, speaking of, we get this promised no-holds-barred interview. Which I don't know. I guess that means they'll just ask you anything. Now this this uh, this is Corey Graves' electric chair on steroids. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, no holds barred. But it was a split screen interview, so they're not even in the same room. Uh, maybe not even in the same city. Probably live via satellite. Uh, but yeah, Goldberg and Lashley. You know, he just says, "Hey, don't touch my son. I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna murder you. I'm gonna cut your head off and burn you in hydrochloric acid." Basically, it was. Well, I guess, you know, because the match was no hold bars, so maybe the interview had to be no holds barred because of that. <laughs> but, I mean, it wasn't that hard-hitting. It, it really wasn't. Like, sl- now, Goldberg, they didn't- <laughs> uh, in, when you were 17, you were drunk driving and hit a kid and got out of it. Uh, tell us about that. Did that actually happen? <laughs> no. Oh. I'm, well, I'm just saying that would have been something. Well, that, that would have been, been something. No it would have been, Bill Goldberg, tell us about the plane <laughs> ride from hell. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, any of these sorts of things. Um, yeah. Uh, did Macho Man really sleep with Stephanie McMahon? And that's why he was blacklisted. Oh, wow. That's a that's an urban legend. Urban yeah. legend, eh? Hmm. That's, uh, yeah. It's out there. Anyways, uh, RK Bro takes on the Street Profits. Just, uh, I don't even remember. Did this, are they going to Raw the Street Profits? Is this, is this just a... I won't know uh, until tomorrow. When next week, yeah. well, I, you know, I think tomorrow is the season. Or is the season premiere? Oh yeah, I guess yeah, October twenty second. Yeah, I won't know until uh, I'm watching SmackDown and I see somebody, or I don't see somebody. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but get your pens ready. The sheet. I mean, they haven't even really established the rules of the Invitational and Quarterly and all that. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll we'll keep tabs, right? Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I'm 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 keeping track. Yeah. Anyways, RK Bro, Street Profits, good tag team action here. You know, Montez just doing his thing like he did on SmackDown, jumping around, flipping. Uh, but then Riddle takes a page out of Cesaro's book as he picks up Montez and just swings him around many times. But 
not quite as ours. He did it like a gut wrench, but yeah, it was more of a gut ah, gut cool gut wrenchy. But yeah, it's still impressive. Yeah, just uh, spin, spin, spin. Everyone looking good here in this match. Uh, Randy Orton comes in. He goes on a roll. Hits Ford with the the big hanging DDT, which just spikes him down. Uh, but then AJ Styles music hits. But Omos is the one to come out on the ramp, which causes a diversion. And Styles appear from behind. Hits Randy with a phenomenal forearm. Causing the DQ, ruining what was pretty good, pretty good tag match here. No, it's pretty good, but uh, you know, you know when something's too good on TV, you know, the the chances well, that it's going to end in DQ just skyrocket. Especially on Raw, yeah, it's got like a. <laughs> but anyways, afterwards, Omos gets in the ring, starts beating people up. He lifts Ford above his head, tosses him down, which is that's like falling off the roof of a house. There. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he hits his little his little roundhouse kick. He does that pretty well for a man of his size. A man of his, I mean, you know, to get that leg up there. Yeah. Uh, then we get Dewdrop taking on Shayna Baszler in the Queen's Crown semifinal match. So, uh, yeah, Dewdrop, Shayna, Zelina Vega comes out to watch. She starts putting on the Queen gear, sits on the throne. So, uh, once again, another short two-minute uh, roughly match, you know. Shayna just keeps going for the Kirafuda clutch. She's got Dewdrop locked in, but she hangs in. She won't pass out, and uh, eventually Dewdrop just rolls backwards, and that's enough to hold Shayna down for the three. Dewdrop gets the win. Is going to the finals to face Selena Vega. Yeah, who had that in the bracket? Who had that in their March Madness bracket? Uh, yeah, way <laughs> too short to be anything really as a whole, but. The outcome was just the most surprising part, especially to see after Shayna got quick win last week, and we were just talking earlier about, you know, seems yeah, she like was she's breaking all those people's arms. She was going on a roll. Yeah, well, certainly, yeah. you know, an upset win. Uh, she had to over uh, do drop. You know, credit to her, had to overcome probably the most legitimate fighter on the women's roster. Yeah. Um, you know, other than Shayna Baszler kind of losing, or you no, know, not really much to latch on to. So, hopefully, yeah. hopefully the final I mean, of the tournament, which is happening today, is good. Yeah, it has to be. I mean, it doesn't have to be, but come on, give them more than two minutes for the finals. Uh, I mean, Zelina Vega do drop. That's an interesting matchup. I certainly didn't and, expect and, it. And I sent you, and, I sent you a screen capture of all of the Queen's Crown. Uh, tournament match lengths. Yeah, the total is like twelve minutes. Or yeah, something. all there's not a single one above like two forty-five. Uh, yeah. So I mean, if this match can go six or seven minutes, it'll seem like yeah. 20. Isn't it crazy that Daniel Bryan and Minoru Suzuki got like more than two times the amount of time that eight women had in like you know six different matches this is just weird yeah i don't get i don't book and it's and i mean the king of the ring the men's side didn't get this they most of the matches were good match or at least yeah fair matches yeah, 10 minutes yeah, not so, hyped so not hyped but at least 10 minutes each or something uh yeah so it's just bizarre not yeah not equal treatment for a roster that deserves the treatment i mean Liv morgan was knocked out in the first round and she was the fan favorite <laughs> to win it but yeah Anyways, I uh, got the end of the day. I would give it to Vega because Dewdrop. I don't know. Uh, I think Vega will play up the Queen gimmick a bit more. Yeah, probably. So let's do that. Uh, but anyways, Finn Balor 
taking on Mace here up next to, uh, I guess, a slightly different look here. He comes out with this leather jacket and rocking out. and yeah, I think he's wearing trunks now instead of pants. Well, yeah, and, and no uh, T-bar. Yeah, no T-bar. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I also noticed during the match uh, a graphical error. They accidentally put up the King of the, King of the Rings semifinal thing. Oh, right really? Before they fought. Oh, weird. Yeah. Okay, okay. Anyways, uh, Mace does okay. He gets some offense in, but eventually Balor just takes over, hits the shotgun dropkick into the coup de gras, gets the win. And uh, Xavier, he was watching the whole match from the stage, wearing the cape, holding the scepter. So Balor goes up to him, Woods points the scepter at Balor, and Finn just grabs it, yanks him down. So Kofi has to come out and keep them from fighting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this should be a good. This should be a good final match in this tournament. Uh, you know, the little ending it added a little hype to this uh, to this kind of culmination matchup. So at least we had that. Yeah, I mean Xavier, he's been petitioning for this King of the Ring thing, and Finn Balor calls himself the Prince. So evolution to King. There you go. So they both got something going on. Exactly, and Baron Corbin is far, far away. Yeah. Uh, in between matches here, just a short thing. Apparently, John Morrison's got this new gimmick. He just like meditates and he's calm. Yeah, he's doing I a bit know. of a you know kind of yoga guru type thing. Oh, yeah. What happened to the drip stuff though? I thought that's what got literally him over. put. Well, you know, because his obsession with material goods led him down the wrong path, and now, ah. uh, you know, now he needs to let go of himself, you know, let go of the possessions. And uh, we still need the blow-off between him and Miz, right? Yeah, I feel like, uh, yeah, we haven't really had much of Miz at all in the He's doing Dancing with the Stars. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess he's doing well if he's still on the show, huh? Exactly. Has Maybe they didn't yet. think it would be lasting this long for, for Mo, And they're like, shit, we need a new gimmick. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, you're, you're yoga. Go. Yoga. Yeah, bam. All right, though. Main event time. Charlotte Flair defending the Raw Women's Championship against Bianca Belair. Uh, so, you know, there's a chance that the title will just stay on Raw. We won't have to worry about this stuff because Charlotte's going to SmackDown, right? Mm -hmm. Who knows? Uh, but let's have a good match here. Just a great athletic contest, lots of gymnastics and bouncing, handsprings, moonsaults, all that fun stuff. Uh, at some point, don't know how it happened, but Charlotte got uh, busted open on her chin or her lip. A little bit of blood there. Mm -hmm. the, the referee didn't even put his gloves on for it. And uh, you, uh, I was wondering if the ref even noticed. Yeah, maybe not. But uh, anyway, she keeps fighting, hits that tranquilo moonsault, and uh, yeah, this. Going back and forth, crowd chance. This is awesome. Uh, you know, they saw these. They saw Becky and Sasha have an amazing match on SmackDown. They, they were doing the same. It was, it was keeping up. Charlotte hits a big spear, gets a near fall. Bianca fights back, hits a massive German suplex, which flips Charlotte all the way around, landing on her stomach. Uh, and then they fight their way up to the top rope. Bianca hits a big sunset bomb. Charlotte kicks out of that. So the crowd's on their feet. Match is going great. Uh, but Charlotte senses she's in trouble, so she just picks up a chair, nails Bianca, causes the disqualification. So, boo! We couldn't couldn't do what SmackDown did. Uh, and then afterwards, Bianca just drop kicks the chair into Charlotte's face and uh, hits her with it. 
Bianca stands tall. But we almost had two. We almost had two clean finishes. We almost had two clean finishes in these massive women's matches. Yeah, I kind of thought, hey, maybe they'll just have Belair win, and, and then someone on SmackDown will win the other belt, and then they don't have to worry about uh, switching. But um, didn't happen. But no, yeah, and this was, and this ended up just being a fantastic main event. Uh, you know, these are two of the best. These are two of the best. Yeah. So give them you know the 18 minutes they deserve or whatever it is and they will show you why they are the best or two of them yeah it was good yeah dq always unfortunate but uh yeah everything up to that point was great yeah it was fantastic and that was your edition of monday night raw before saudi baby yeah and i mean charlotte's not even booked there so she's been involved in this whole feud and uh yeah it's kind of weird that her title's not on yeah, but I guess that's the way it's got to be sometimes, I guess. Or uh... Yeah, whatever. Oh, well. Oh, They've got well. two women's matches. Maybe that's their quota for the crown jewel. <laughs> yeah, that's all they're allowed. They're like, you know, if you want to yeah. use women, I don't know. Okay, we'll give you two. two. We'll give you two. Well, that was fantastic. Uh, that was Monday Night Raw. Let's move across. I guess we got one little bit of book or, you know, kind of housekeeping details, Mike. Uh, because I'm kind of lost on it, I got to say. I'm, it's losing me <laughs> as the weeks go on. I'll watch the Havoc. I will watch the Havoc. Uh, but until then, we have some NXT 2.0. NXT. But, um, what does it mean? But, um, I don't know, but, but it's but, good but, wrestling. But, 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 NXT. But, um, watch and see. But, um, gotta tap out a count out but, um, one, two, three. So. New champions in uh, Carmelo Hayes. Old champions literally in Tommaso Ciampa. Um, all leading to their their Halloween Havoc, which I think is next Wednesday. Tuesday. Next Tuesday. Sorry, my mistake. Uh, and that's the way it's going to be. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's pretty much what this show was about. Just booking things, getting everything settled for that. You know, Carmelo Hayes, new North American champ. Uh, looks like Jar Johnny Gargano is going to feud with him or Dexter Loomis, one or the other. Because they kind of all have a little thing going on. They have a little thing. But, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't what? know. So what do you want to do? You, do you, uh, you want to go over everything, everything here or just some stuff? Whatever, what, no, whatever, whatever, you, whatever you would like. Whatever you would like. Johnny Gargano had the big uh, promo, I guess, with uh, Carmelo Hayes. You know, Johnny Gargano playing the Dolph Ziggler role. New to the company, become a champion, and yeah, fight you fight Johnny Gargano. Yeah, so uh, yeah, his time may be numbered there, but uh, yeah. Anyways, there was uh, this Andre Chase guy. He had a bit of a fan section there. People wearing his Chase University Chase shirt. Chase you, eh? Someone likes him, but <laughs> uh, anyways, Odyssey Jones beats him, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> poor yeah. guy, poor guy. Yeah, like a you know a comedy heel, and then you just, then you fall apart. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Imperium took on the Creed brothers, and uh, you know I like these Creed brothers guys. They they look yeah real strong, heavy hitters. These amateur wrestler styles. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, you know they get the win. But afterwards, MSK come out and a bunch of guys run out. So still don't know. Still don't know when MSK are going to lose these titles and who. I mean, um, I'm sure, I think they have a, uh, for the Havoc next week, they are participating in a spin the wheel match. Make the deal. 
Against Imperium? Against Imperium. So, you know, that could be the okay. chance, or maybe that could be the chance for them to shine. I really don't know. I don't know. Uh, I also don't know what Kyle O'Reilly was. Kyle O'Reilly's doing because, uh, yeah, now he's he's best friends with this Von Wagner guy and doing this lumberjack thing. I don't know, hanging out in the forest. And working out in the woods. on trees. Doing, doing chin-ups yeah. on branches. Yeah, so, uh, and then at the end of the day, he's like, now let's do some 12-ounce curls. And he hands him a beer. So they're like, ha-ha, whoa, you're out there, man. Uh, <laughs> but I'm out there, too. So let's do some damage. I was going to say, isn't like, Kyle O'Reilly famously <laughs> diabetic? <laughs> um, well, there's no sugar in beer. Yeah, you can't drink beer. You can't drink beer if you're diabetic. That has. I think that's a thing. Why? There's I don't no know. Sugar and beer. I, I thought there. I, sugar. I mean, I I, sugar beer. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, he drank it here. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, what else? Cora Jade takes on Electra Lopez, but Lopez just beats her. No, Cora Jade catches her with the inside cradle, gets the win. This this young Cora Jade, the skateboarder. Right, the uh, the the Family Channel Derby. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then we have this triple threat match where the winner gets to spin the wheel to decide what the stipulation will be at the tag for the tag title, women's tag title. Okay. So. Io Shirai took on JC Jane and Persia Parada. And yeah, the match, the everyone's behind Io. Uh, the big scary moment when JC goes for a suicide dive, but then her feet just kind of catch on the ropes and she just plummets down head first, hard to the floor. Uh, you could see Persia just immediately go check on her and talk to her. And I mean, they didn't really have much time because they get up and right after she takes a springboard moonsault from Io, but. That ends up being the last we see of J.C. Jane as uh, we go to commercial, come back, and we're told that she's unable to continue. She's left the match. Yikes. So sucks for her, but hopefully she's all right. Um, but uh, this was a big moment for Persia, and I thought uh, she held, you know, this was supposed to be a triple threat, and all of a sudden she's got a big singles match here and hanging in there with someone like EO, and she did pretty good. Uh, yeah, just kind of improvise and... Persia puts up a good fight, but eventually Io hits her moonsault, gets the win. And right after, she just goes up to the wheel, spins it around, which uh, eventually lands on the Scareway to Hell ladder match. So a triple threat ladder match next week. But uh, I guess the question is, will JC Jane be able to compete? And what, a, really, uh, what really bugs me about that is that clearly it's Scareway to Heaven, but they, you know you can't do scaring in Heaven and then it's like hell <laughs> it's not but scareway to hell is a very different phonetic thing than highway to hell like it feels like a it's just an extremely clumsy portmanteau and <laughs> yeah. i feel like they were so close to something good and then Shawn michaels gave up <laughs> trying to think of a better one <laughs> and they just put it on the air so we got a scareway to hell match um and yeah you're right uh you know hopefully jc jane can feel better and uh all that stuff yeah we'll see but mm -hmm. uh, the match itself should be should be a lot of fun any uh what yeah i was gonna say any yes. other highlights you got? <laughs> any other highlights you got yeah the well there was this Fang fella who takes on tony d'angelo who is quickly becoming the most over guy in the building because the crowd just loves him. I mean, even though he's, I guess, supposed to be a heel, but he's just 
such a lovable. Hey, what are you doing? Forget about it. Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, only a second match here. Just uh, short work. Hits a Northern Lights suplex, bridges it over into a twisting perfect plex to get the easy win. And afterwards, the, the they try to interview him in the ring, but uh, he doesn't like the woman being so nosy, so just hands her some cash. Says, here you go, sweetheart. Go buy yourself something nice. Forgot about it! And everyone loves him. Tony it'll, be, it'll be on a shirt pretty soon. Yeah. I think there's a hockey player, Tony D'Angelo. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Somebody. Maybe it's this guy. Uh... Maybe, uh, but uh, yeah, there was this mysterious video package of uh, this woman digging a grave, and just kind of burying a bunch of, I don't know, there was like a crutch, some, some WWE logo in there. Uh, she says affliction leads to reincarnation. So this could either be someone from the main roster coming back down or someone like Dakota Kai reinventing themselves. Who knows? Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, we haven't seen her since uh, her match against Raquel. Yeah, so. Uh, anyways, main event was Ciampa and Braun Breaker taking on Grizzled Young Vets because Ciampa and Braun are fighting for the title next week, so it's the old, can they get along? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you know, they do the, the shtick, the forcing the tag behind each other's back, trying to one-up each other, and... Uh, Breaker asks for a tag, and Ciampa just slaps him hard in the face to get him in. So that just pisses off Breaker, but he takes it out on the opponent. Takes out two guys by himself. Hits his big press power slam. Gets a three. Then him and Ciampa just kind of have a stare down to end the show. And that's the big question. Are they going to pull the trigger on this hot shot Braun Breaker? Give him the title next. I mean, I think that's really the question on everybody mo everybody's mind, right? Like, it's kind of hard to imagine right now Tommaso Ciampa taking out this undefeated monster um but it's all down you know how it's all really down to how much do they want to commit to him this early mm -hmm. i guess that's kind of what it comes down to i would think yes i mean yeah i mean it seems the direction they're going like you know it, you have a new thing going on here you have a new you know show a whole new shtick this new guy who you brought in immediately and, uh, you know, maybe, you know, I mean, if Samoa Joe hadn't gotten hurt, maybe it was just going to be Samoa Joe putting this other guy over. But it ended up yeah. being some, uh, it ended up going to be Tommaso Ciampa putting this guy over. I think Braun Breaker is going to be our NXT champion by this time next week. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I would place my money on him. Yeah. And uh, that was the wrestling week. That was it. That was it. A lot of good the, stuff there. A lot of good stuff there. Let's uh, cr let's finish off the show uh, the the only way that we know how to, which is by giving you um, a uh, wrestler of the week. It's the wrestler of the week of the week. Wrestler of the week of the week of the week. Wrestler of the week of the week of the week. Wrestler of the week. Mike, who stood out for you? Uh, who stood out for you this week? Uh, it was a tough, tough week. Uh, I think it all comes down to that Friday night. You know, both shows put on some great matches there. But <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the day, 
You know, at the end of the day, when you don't know what to do, you can always fall back on Mr. Brian Danielson. So I'll give it to him. The American Dragon. Yeah, I like that uh, they have that little, you know, little dragon logo in the background there. I guess I guess WWE doesn't have that name trademarked. Yeah, they never really did that. And uh, for me, wrestler of the week, you're right. This week really came down to Friday night, uh, whether it be that that fantastic women's match or the um, you know, like you said, the Brian Danielson Minoru Suzuki match. Mike, I'm going to the same show, same match. Other opponents. That's right. Minoru Suzuki, I'm going to give my wrestler of the week um, more, more sort of compiling over this past month, ever since he kind of came, ever since he came over to North America from uh, at All Out, surprising everybody. The fans have had a lot of fun with him. He has been both, you know, he was on GCW. I saw that match with Joni Janela. It's up there for free. Uh, he was tagging with Lance Archer against Eddie Kingston and John Moxley along in, you know, kind of American New Japan uh, stuff. The guy's just been having a run here in North America, and since I don't know when it's going to end, I would be remiss if I didn't award him <laughs> such an award for at least, you know, for at least what he's done over this past month. Uh, so for that reason, Moro Suzuki, you're the rest of the week. Yeah, sounds good. And that is all the time we have for the show this week. Thanks for listening, folks. Uh, remember, you can listen to the show everywhere. Give us uh, give us a thumbs up, a like if you want. And hey, um, be sure to check out Crown Jewel because it's happening as we are recording this. It is happening, so we don't even we don't even need to talk about it. I'd be worried if I pull up the Wikipedia page, I'd see the results. So I don't yeah, even want to. Uh, exactly. I, I don't even want to tempt it. You know. Exactly. Yeah. So we'll 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 cover it all next week when everything's said and done. And uh, yeah, who's alive and who's been murdered? And for all for all we know, we could have a brand new uh, uh, WWE and a brand new Universal Champion. I sure as hell <laughs> hope we don't. Uh, thanks for listening, folks. Mike, take care of yourself. Yes. Enjoy the week. <laughs> <laughs>